Welcome back to Brainzo, the Surf Trivia Podcast Show. Welcome to Episode 7. We've got another 20 questions to get the old surf cogs turning. Time to determine whether you're a surf trivia master or not. Mm-hmm. Line up some opponents, decide what you're playing for, and see who can nail the most correct answers. Vorno is here once again. He'll play the Ranger Stacey to my aggro. And no doubt, counter on some of these questions with some culture. you got to keep the culture alive, Vorno. How good's culture? Oh, mate, culture's important, eh? Culture. It's the story. It's the story of your life. Mate, this week we are tackling surf inventions. Mm. The good, the bad, and the downright ugly. Okay. You ready? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Good luck, everyone. Question one. Who invented the thruster? Simon Anderson, mm. famously unveiled at Bells, but a couple of victories that year. But always talk about Simon, the surfboard designer, Vaughn. What about Simon, the surfer? What a oh. freak. Oh, yeah. Hall of Famer in Australia and uh, the absolute master of the Larry Layback there at North Narra. Question two. Aussie surfer, surf report broadcaster, commentator, surfboard manufacturer and designer Shane Stedman is credited for inventing what piece of iconic footwear? That's not a bad idea. The Ugg boot. What a claim to fame. He's done a lot old Shano, but that's that's the one. That's his crown and glory. Wrapping a bit of sheep's wool around his hooves. Yeah. Also squirted our mate Luke Stedman. Didn't he? Out of his bag. Mm. On your champion. That was uh, not, a bad, not a bad invention either. <laughs> he called them Uggs because apparently they were so ugly. Quick question. What do those first two questions have in common? That's not a bad idea. Ooh, uh, well, Simon shaped out of uh, the, the Shane surfboard factory. That's where he got his start. Shane yeah. gave him a start, but that's uh, not what I'm thinking. Both inventions, neither had a patent, right? That's right. That's so a, a great point. Money gone begging. Yeah, well, Shane, um, he sold uh, that business and um, sold it on the proviso that he and his kids got sent three pairs of Ugg boots every year. Oh. That, that still happens. <laughs> Master stroke. <laughs> so he's stoked. What a deal. Question three. After almost drowning at Mavericks back in 2010, Shane Dorian began working on what game-changing big wave surfing accessory? Inflatable surf vest. Mm. Yeah, Shane jumped on a flight home from Mavericks, was watching the safety demonstration on the flight, saw them pulling the toggles on the life jacket and thought, ding. No way. Yeah, Shane contacted Billabong's wet suit designer and, uh, yeah, suggested putting uh, CO2 canisters Mm. in that flotation vest. And the rest is history. Game changer. Yeah. Well, the uh, the only bummer about that invention was um, when Laura Enova pulled her canisters at Jaws, she actually she actually just floated off into the wind. No one's seen her since. Over the horizon she went. Chicken help. Question four. Yeah. Multiple choice. 
2023 J-Bay Open champion Lakey Peterson's grandfather is famous for inventing what? A, the first block of surf wax. B, the WSL priority system. C, the bacon and egg McMuffin. Or D, the nose guard. C, the bacon and egg McMuffin. Not much of a surf invention, but an invention, no less. And, Mm. uh, mate, there's something you can really hang your hat on. I'm more of a sausage and egg McMuffin myself. Invented, strangely enough, by Carolyn Marx's granddad, (laughs) Frank Marx, from Frankfurt. Little factoid for you. Question five. Mm. What does the acronym FCS stand for? In control system. FCH, yeah. They didn't invent the uh, the removable fin, Vorno. Uh, they'd been around since the 1960s, but it was a uh, narrowband surfer, Brian Whitty, who came up with the uh, six-plug configuration, removable fins, making travel easier, allowing surfers to try different fins uh, in boards. Question six. Pat O'Neill is often credited for inventing what accessory originally dubbed the coot cord? It was the leash or the leg rope. Yeah, Pat came up with uh, one of the earliest forms of the the leggy in the late 60s, early 70s. You know why they called it a leash? This is in uh, courtesy of uh, the Encyclopedia of Surfing by Matt Warshort because it went on your arm originally and it was joined to the nose of the board and so uh, it looked like a leash that you were walking a dog with. Yeah. Classic, eh? And, uh, yeah, funnily enough... You know, uh, people kind of stopped using them for a, for a while there because they proved to, to be a little dangerous. And uh, one person that got hurt was Pat's old man, Jack O'Neill. Wow. Lost his eye. Yeah. A, uh, a slingshot. Yeah, yeah. The cord Leash snapped and, and whipped him in the face, costing him his left eye, um, but... Contributing yeah. to a great logo and a great look. A fantastic, like, a f- an unbelievable look. That's true. Mm. Question seven, true or false, Jack O'Neill of O'Neill invented the wetsuit. That's not a bad idea. That would be false. Um, the wetsuit was invented by Hugh Bradner. And, uh, yeah, I found that out reading uh, Jock Sarong's short history of the, uh, the wetsuit and surfing world. But, yeah, Hugh Bradner um, created the wetsuit, but he didn't have a... A patent on the wetsuit. Oh, don't and, tell uh, me. A year yes. later, Jack pounced. Jack O'Neill pounced. Didn't make the first wetsuit, but he did make the first wetsuit, really, for surfers. Mm. Question eight. In 1935, Tom Blake became the first person to put what on a surfboard? That's not a bad idea. A fin or a uh, skeg, as uh, he liked to say. But uh, he took... Uh, a small rudder from the underside of uh, a boat and screwed it to his board. And, uh, yeah, just changed the game completely. Changed direction completely. Question nine. The shortboard revolution was spearheaded by which two iconic surfboard shapers? That's not a bad idea. Dick Brewer and Bob McTavish. The late Dick Brewer, and um, yeah, there's never really been a resolution in this argument. Both guys had uh, the best surfers in the world on their boards at the time, Jerry Lopez, Nat Young, and then you've got that next generation 
just under those guys who were really starting to go, hang on, we can surf way better if we cut even more off these, which, mm. you know, if you speak to Rabbit and, um, you know, his era of being a grommet, um, they were just going radical. Uh, the, the design element of it wasn't kind of as specific maybe as, as Bob and, and uh, Dick, the master craftsman, but they were going at it way harder. So, yeah, I don't know, mate. It's one yeah. of those ones. Yeah, you could be remiss not to mention George Greeno too because uh, it was uh, Greeno that McTavish saw surfing uh, on the point breaks uh, around Oz. In and, the tube. And also just the really laying his board over and pivoting and driving hard off the bottom and McTavish saw the, the drive and thrust on that shorter equipment and just went, yep. Well, it was getting vertical, right? That's, that's the motivation for the shortboard revolution, getting your board to go crack. Question 10, who made the world's first surfing helmet? That's not a bad idea. It was Gath. Designed in the mid-80s by Margaret River local, Ricky Gath. Saved a lot of lives, man. Saved a lot of lives. Question 11, who invented the traction pad? It was Herbie Fletcher. Astro Deck. Wave Warriors dog. Oh, legend, mate. Jeez, those Fletchers are huge. Love them. Question 12. What camera company got its name from a group of surfers that had aspirations of going pro? That's not a bad idea. GoPro. Yeah, the company was founded by Nick Woodman in 2002. Uh, he raised a portion of his initial capital by selling bead and shell belts for under 20 bucks from his V-Dub van. And then later, fashionable camera straps. Mm. Uh, but his parents also gave him a quarter of a mil to oh. get things started, and he just took the ball and ran with it. Yeah, well done, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Question 13. Which former title contender tapped into the expertise of marine architect Ben Lexon to create the wing keel or staff in as it is known? Shane Horan. Scum Valley's finest. Mr. Lettuce. Yeah. Yeah, was uh, a big fan of Ben Lexon's. Saw what he did with the wing keel to help Australia to win the America's Cup. Got on the blower. Ben picked up. They got together. Probably hashed it out over a couple of hot ones. And, uh, yeah, created uh, something pretty special. Yeah, well, uh, it worked because Shane Horan took out Bell's Beach on that design and... Um yeah, I think he's still riding him today. Question 14. Where did Peter Druin unveil the game-changing man-on-man surfing format? That's not a bad idea. It was the 77 Stubbies Classic at Burley Heads, founded by Peter. He was the contest director, and it was the uh, inaugural event, right? Mm. The uh, world tour. Yep. Question 15. Who invented WSL's dual heat overlapping format? It was Kelly Slater. Yeah, well done, Goat. Thank you, Goat. You think that after all he's given to the sport, the WSL would just give him a couple of scores, give him a couple of (laughs) heats? Question 16. Is Tom Moray, inventor and father of the bodyboard, alive or gone? That's not a bad idea. He's gone. 
Too soon, Rob. Yeah. Died October 2021. Um, you know what else is gone, Vorno? My Moray Boogie 139. I remember it. You left it on the beach at New Brighton in the summer of 89. I did. It Sorry, was man. a beautiful peach colour with that rainbow I remember going it. across the centre. Yeah, the little gradient through the middle. Yeah, oh. I was 10 years of age. How's the rash titties you used to get on? Oh, my God. Question 17. In the late 80s, surf magazines were packed full of advertisements and photos of a groundbreaking performance-enhancing surf accessory called Webs. What were they? That's not a bad idea. Paddling gloves with webbing between the fingers. Great idea. Great idea. Where are they? What happened to them? <laughs> I want to know. Claim to there, needs to be, there needs to be an investigation. <laughs> Claim to increase your paddling acceleration. I think they certainly did that, but there was no rest. Vorno. There was no downtime, mm. and uh, it was just incredibly draining. Uh, I had a set. Yeah. Remember, I got a set one, Chrissy. I uh, buried them in the sand on a summer's day because they were giving me blisters, and they melted. I was devastated. But, um, yeah, they, they've made a bit of a resurgence. Now, yeah, mate, Pete Mao wore them in the eddy. Did he? The last eddy. And, wow. Uh, mate, look pretty cool. He wore the uh, fingerless yeah, they're good. ones, I think. Yeah, because um, as soon as you come in from your heat, you can put down some cardboard, do some break dancing on the shore. <laughs> well, they had their moment, but they never really no, caught on. I felt like webs, they're almost like webbed dishwashing gloves, whereas the ape gloves that uh, Richie Collins used to wear, they were sick. They were like... Fingerless synthetic sort of uh, material. They just had a little bit more steeze. Yeah, and I don't think they pulled as much mm. water, so they didn't uh, tax you as heavily. And that heavily. was the other thing. Yeah, there was a few crew wearing them in the Michael Jackson bad video. Question eighteen: Len Hamilton, Buzzy Kerbox, and Derek Donor are credited with inventing what? Oh, Pandora's box is what they invented, but yeah. uh, there would have been crew doing it for years. But like this was the old, like this was where the Hawaiian outer reefs first came into play when mm. these guys started zipping in on their little, uh, what was it, oh, a little blow up rubber ducky or something? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, fifteen to twenty foot waves out at backyards on the North Shore. Adults. The winter of ninety two. Um, yeah, the three of them got out there. It started the tow movement. And uh, jet skis got involved not long a- after. But actually, Herbie Fletcher had towed Tom Carroll and Martin Potter into a couple of waves prior to that. But, you know, big outer reef surfing, that's where it first started mm. with uh, Buzzy, Laird, and Derek. Yeah. Question 19. Invented by surfers in the early 1950s, sidewalk surfing has evolved to become what sport? Skateboarding. In the late 40s uh, and early 1950s, Californians were looking for a way to, you know, tap into that surfing feel when the waves were flat. Mm. And they started putting roller skate wheels on on planks of wood. And, uh, man, it just boomed. just became such a huge industry. And uh, Now it's an Olympic sport. Now it's an Olympic sport. Unbelievable. And, uh, yeah, like, it was funny because all those early skaters, like, you know... Tony Hawk even, uh, Tony Alva, the the first sort of wave of professional skateboarders, they were all just trying to skate like um, Larry Bertelman. They all wanted to do big old sweeping cutties and stuff. So, yeah, direct line. And, uh, yeah, as you say, incredible what it's become. Um, 
little shout out to our boys, Rob Bain and uh, Shane Haran, part of the Coca-Cola skate team. The very yeah. first ever pro Australian skate wave. Yeah, I'm going to uh, whack a photo of uh, Bainey. Oh, do it. Um, it's an image I got blown up huge and, and put in my son's bedroom. Uh, so he was cool. right into skateboarding as a grom. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I did that as a, a gift to him. But mm. it's an incredible photo of Bainey just hammering down uh, a hill. Big speed blur. Question 20. What groundbreaking point of view did filmmaker George Greeno unveil in his 1969 film, The Innermost Limits? Of pure fun. That's not a bad idea. It was the in the tube looking out vision footage. 16 mil. He had a massive camera strapped mm. to his back out at Lennox Point, just getting funneled on an air mat, no less. Mm. Hey. Took people into the barrel for the first time ever. Crew who had Blue. no idea what surfers had been. Gas bagging oh. and blowing up about all these years. Oh, you just don't get it, man. Like when Hippie. you're in the tube, bro. Like you just don't get it, man. Stop trying to crush me with your job and trying to get a job and stuff, man. I've been in the tube, man. <laughs> yeah, he took us in there, and then all of a sudden, that's when Timothy Leary went far out, mate. These surfers. That's that's where you want to be. That's on the zone. Zone. Thanks, Georgie. Yeah. Uh, total renaissance man, inventor, sailed by himself in a boat that he made yeah. from California to fucking Australia. Still lives up on the hill picking bindies out of his yard. He's a, he's just as good as it gets, George. He is. Yeah, I experimented with uh, surfboard design, the spoon, um, fins in particular, but also, as you said, you know, worked on making huge changes to uh, hull technology in mm. boats. In every level of his life, he's one of those guys who's just curious to see how it works and how he can make it better. Doesn't matter what it is. A bit like Alfie. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, that vision from inside the barrel at Lennox. Well, it was uh, footage that was recognised and, and celebrated by surfers, uh, obviously, especially those who hadn't been pitted before. Mm-hmm. Um, but the... The music world took notice too. Mm. In particular, Pink Floyd. They actually uh, came up with a, a soundtrack exclusively created to go with that vision. And then uh, once it was released, Echoes, they brought an, out an album um, by the same name. George Greeno. He's, he's going to get the, the song this week. Collaborating with Pink Floyd. It doesn't oh, get much better. How good. Give your dog a pat for me. Thanks to all those innovators, those progressive thinkers who gave us all those uh, amazing gifts. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Brain Tape.